thank you, Lord, that we can with give with thankful hearts this morning. Thank you that you are the giver of the seed. May we never forget that, Lord, because we tend to think that it's our money and that it's our seed. It's not, Lord. It's yours. Is tell ons in staat om te kan gee, want alles wat ons het is in elk geval is. En ons kom sien net die saad wat gegee is. Heere, mag u dit rechtig kom vermenigvuldig. Ek weet, Vader, dat dit kom daar by mense wat u wil oprig, wil stig. Heere, dankie dat hierdie geld, hierdie saad, vir u glorie gebruik word. En mag ons die ripple effect van dit beleef. En al beleef ons nie eers die ripple effect nie. Weet ons, Heere, dat het in die geestelike realm so groot inpak het. En ons kan net vir u dankie, sê daarvoor. In Jesus naam bid ek dit. Amen en amen. So jylle, ek gaan die gevreesde Engels aanpak, maar as jylle hoor ek slaat oor in Afrikaans, dan moet jylle weet, nou is ek ernstig, ok. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really humbled to be sharing with you this morning as a, as a daughter of the house. The Lord started to speak to me about this specific topic in January already, and one morning I shared a bit of it with Skulk as we were eating um, some breakfast, and I really felt that the Lord wanted me to share this with his bride. At that stage, I did not have a scheduled, uh, uh, um, a scheduled uh, Sunday coming up soon so that I could share it. And I said, we started praying and we said, well, Lord, if you want this to be shared, you'll make a way. And literally two hours after we prayed that prayer, I phoned Skulk and I said, you won't believe what just happened. Leonie phoned me, or she sent a WhatsApp, and she said, listen, um, would you be able to preach Sunday the 20th of February? And I was like, okay, wow, Lord, this is then definitely a word that you want to share with your bride. And those of you who know me well will know that the Lord has been speaking to me through the number two in the past few months, and today is the 20th of the second month in the year 2022. And I'm reminded of the scripture, Isaiah 22, verse 22, that says, And I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. He shall open and none shall shut. And he shall shut and none shall open. God is in the details. So I really, really trust and know that today is not random. And I know that everyone listening here today is here for a specific reason. He definitely has a plan and it's just so amazing to be here and to be able to be obedient. So let's pray together. Papa God, thank you for the great voorrag om net vir oogend te wessel vir u te wees. Heere, ek vraag dat, dat u rechtig verheerlik sal word. Ek vraag dat u die boodskap oorgedra sal word soos u wil hee. Papa God, dank u dat u my lippe kom salf. Dank u dat harte voorbereid is. En dat u op vruchtbare grond sal val. Ons kom gee al die eer in Jesus naam. Amen. So I want to start off by, by asking a simple question this morning. I want everyone that has ever had to deal with disappointment, it doesn't matter how big or how small, just for a moment, please just put up your hand. If you had to deal with disappointment, okay. So we can all see that disappointment is very familiar to us all. We've all been disappointed in our lives. And disappointment was also very familiar in the Bible. 
Moses, David, Naomi, Joseph, Elijah, Rebecca, Hannah, to name but a few. You see, disappointment has really come a long way with the humankind. Unfortunately, some of us, more than others, had to deal with disappointment so many times in the past that we've become accustomed to it. You're so used to it by now, and it might even feel as if disappointment is a regular visitor in your life. As jy daai geklop aan die deur hoor, dan weet jy al, ach ja, weet, dis te leerstelling. As I've already mentioned, disappointment is something that we've all felt, but it's important to note that it's also something that we always, we don't always know what to do with, right? We don't necessarily get taught on how to deal with disappointment, and then we just tend to leave it. I will get over it sometime. Ach, as ek het lang genoeg ignoreer, sal het net weggaan. Some time ago, I had this light bulb moment, revelation, call it what you want. I was really struggling with a few core things in my life. And I could not understand where it comes from. It was a mystery to me as I've gone through all the right Christian processes, you know, repenting, forgiving, releasing, getting baptized, etc. And there's really a very important place for all of these things. So I'm not degrading it at all. But nothing seemed to sort out these struggles, these inner struggles that I had. And as I was wrestling with God in a moment, something came to mind and I realized with a shock that I didn't believe God could love me unconditionally because I've let disappointing situations in my life fester in my heart for too long. You see, I didn't believe that God wanted to love me because I've been disappointed too many times. And in that moment, it dawned on me that that I haven't dealt with many of my past disappointments. And without knowing, I, I actually blamed God for many of them. I realized that for the first time, that this, these disappointing situations had a massive impact on how I perceived God's love for me. Performance has always been part of my life until I had that revelation. And maybe in this moment, I'm really trusting the Holy Spirit that you are also reminded of something, a disappointment. I really want to bring home to you this morning that disappointment lies deeper in our hurts than we can ever think or would like to believe. And even though our, our disappointments are all different, we both have them. And we cannot keep on denying them. Yours are as real and crushing and painful to you as mine are to me. And they linger, needling our hearts, despite our best intentions to leave them behind. You see, the unfortunate thing with disappointment is that it keeps us in the past. And I want you to know that there's no time for us to linger anymore in the past. Maybe you have felt that something is holding you back. And you could not put your finger on exactly what it is or what it was. And I pray that if it's some form of disappointment, that you'll be able to deal with it this morning through the Holy Spirit's help. Disappointment 
family steals our vision and makes us see the future through a lens that's blurry. It diverts our focus to that which keeps us in bondage. And it's time to get a clear vision because heaven is about to invade earth. You can't stay in the past any longer. So first things first, I want to give you, I'm a, I'm a, 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 when I speak about something, I, I do a lot of research and I want to give you a definition of disappointment in the dictionary. So it says, sad, it's, uh, disappointment is sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. Another definition is defeat or failure of expectation, our hopes, wishes, desires, or intention. Listen to this. It's very strongly put. It's a miscarriage of design or plan. So for some, disappointment is the following. The job you wanted, but you did not get. When your favorite team lost a game by a point, and as you know, blijbelis, sal jy precies verstaan wat die leerstelling is. The day the relationship you thought was so solid evaporated. The unexpected loss of a loved one, a divorce, a sickness, a disease, and so I could go on. It's easy to fall into despair when our expectations fail to be fulfilled. And with good reason. But as a side note, I just want you to think about the following. Have you ever asked yourself whose expectations they were to start with? Who set those expectations? You, maybe your family, maybe social media, the world, or God. Nevertheless, we're so quick to start blaming God for our disappointments. But we forget that if something is acquired outside of God's will, it will require of us to stay outside of God's will. Sometimes we get the impression that if we follow God, nothing will ever go wrong. We have the idea that if we come to Jesus, all our problems will be solved. <laughs> However, this is not the reality, and God never promised that this would be true. The truth is that God promises never to leave us. He will always be with us in these difficulties and disappointments of life, helping us through them rather than taking us away from them. Unfortunately, we live in a fallen world and we are often affected by the sins and the failings of other people and, of course, affected by our own. So disappointment looks very innocent at first, but the danger of disappointment starts where we're not only disappointed in situations or people, but when we also seem to get disappointed in God. And I will hear you say, that is my lang gevat om hierdie te besef. Want ons wil nie sê, ons is te leergesteld in God nie. Want wie is ek om te leergesteld te wees in God? Maar het gaan leed toch in jou hart. Iets wat gebeur het, wat jy rechte God voor vertrouw het. Iets wat rechtig nie uitgewerk het nie. It causes us not to trust God fully anymore. And the outflow, we can't fully please God. Because the word is very straight about trust is faith, and faith is pleasing unto him. Hebreers 11, 6, ek lees het vir die boodskap, want het sê, dit kan nie gebeur as een mens nie op God vertrouw nie. 
En daar is een goede reden voor. Een mens zal God niet zoeken en naam te gaan als je oortuig is. En vertrouw dat hij daar is. En dat hij mensen wat naam te komen met oop arms ontvang. Ik ga het voor je in die passion ook lees. It says, and without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. You see, we say that we trust him and that we're not phased by the disappointment. But what happens sometimes is we then tend to stop trusting God in that specific area. So I surrender all the parts of my life, but just not that part. Because that's where I got hurt and that's where God has not proven himself to be faithful in my mind. It's not to say it's true. The part where God doesn't love me enough or the part where I haven't done enough. It's a lie, but we believe it. We then shut God out of that specific area. Some of us even shut him out totally. Not trusting that he can truly come through for us when it comes to a specific, specific situation that we've experienced disappointment in. And the enemy then starts smiling. Because it leaves a huge door for him to enter and kill and steal and destroy. Family, when the, when the enemy enters our place of disappointment, nothing good is left behind. Nothing. Only bitterness, resentment, and hurt. And what happens in return? Our intimacy with the Father is destroyed. We're under the false impression that we are still intimate with the Father. But without knowing or without realizing, we keep our walls up. Because I don't want to be disappointed again. Because with no expectation, there can be no disappointment. So we don't expect anymore. We don't have faith anymore in that area. Disappointment also gives us an open door to just give up, to say it's not worth it anymore. Do you see the evil concentric circle that exists with disappointment? And we thought, ach, it's innocent. Ach, kom oor het. Ach, wat's nou so erg aan het? Ons allemaal moet dier het stoe. Die leerstelling gaan elke dag gebeur. Kom oor het. But unfortunately, we live in a world where we cannot avoid being disappointed because everything won't always work out the way we have planned it. And the reality is that disappointment sometimes shakes our faith. I've already explained it, but it also causes us to ask all sorts of impossible questions. You know what I'm talking about. We've all been there. We start questioning God's faith, faithfulness towards us. And whether we were truly being obedient to them. Have you ever felt yourself, or, 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 
which in turn can turn into physical symptoms. I want to bring your attention to the fact that unyielded disappointment doesn't go away. Het gaan veel komaal ergens. En jy dink dat ook nie so nie, want jy het ook nog nooit so door gedink nie. But it does get you somewhere. Unyielded disappointment cannot go away. We need to be honest with God about it and seek his healing and only when he enters into our place of disappointment it can turn into great expectation. And the faith that the enemy wanted to take away can just increase when you take that to God. And say okay God, let's be real, let's be honest. Ek is teleurgesteld Here. Ek het 'n ander uitkoms verwag. Ek het gedink jy gaan vir my deurkom. Ek het gedink daai werk is myne. Ek het gedink jy gaan hierdie persoon genees. Met my hele hart het ek gegloe Here. So ek is teleurgesteld. Kom en genees. Ek dink ek, ek het al baie oor hierdie ook gedink want soms dink ek ek weet nie of dit 'n kultuur ding is of dit 'n wat is nie, maar ek dink ons is soms skaam ook om te sê ons is teleurgestel. Nee, ek het nou nie daai werk. Ek kan nie ag is fijn. Ek sal die volgende een kry, maar ah. Ek wonder of dit soms stok met shame ook te doen het. Want die vaand lê in dit ook. Vaand lê in skaamte ook. So nou hou hy alles, jy hou vir jouself, ach kom oor dit. Ach, ga beweeg aan. But that is not how disappointment works. I also want you to know that we will face huge temptations to respond negatively to disappointment. So when disappointment knocks, you can know that the temptation is there for you to then respond negatively because that's what the enemy wants. And it's much easier to respond negatively than positively, right? If we get disappointed, do we all go, "Oh yes, jy te leerstelling." No. No, we don't. Because the enemy loves disappointing us and he will use this to try and knock us down. When we enter into a place of disappointment, I want to make the following statement that we enter into a place of major spiritual battle. And we don't realize this. Cuz we face the temptation to blame God for allowing it to happen and we then remove ourselves from his healing presence. We actively make the choice to turn away and say I trust you in everything else but in that area as ons as mense nie ook soma met mekaar soms nie jy het my teleurgestel in daai area so ek sal jou hier vertrou maar mm, ek sukkel nog daar hoekom dink ons ons gaan anders wees met God the other temptation is that we also start to blame other people. And ek is jammer as ek hier op toon het trap, but especially we sometimes blame Christian leadership and situations not taking responsibility ourselves. We become cynical, thinking that there's no point in obeying God if this is what happens to us. There's no point in going to church. There's no point in being part of a family. Because I was disappointed. Can you see how it's very possible for disappointment to kill not only our faith but also our vision? It's all too easy to lose our sense of vision and purpose and walk out of God's calling on our lives. Do you see where the enemy goes with this? It's not so innocent. 
it's not only the disappointment, it's everything that goes with it. It's everything that flows from it. Because ultimately, he can steal your vision and your calling. Satan's strategy goes even deeper. He has a strategy to invade your spirit and bring you down until you are defeated. The tip of the wedge seems harmless. It's simply disappointment. Get over it. But if we let our disappointment fester, the wedge is driven in a little further and we experience discouragement. It's a loss of confidence. It's a loss of enthusiasm. Unchecked discouragement then becomes disillusionment, a discontentedness with life, a total discontented. So it's not only with the situation anymore, it's a loss of total contentness with everything. Then the wedge ev invades even more territory as it proceeds to depression. You have uh, feelings of severe despondency and dejection. And then ultimately we end in defeat. We're down and out. We give up. So with all this said about disappointment, it's a mouthful and I know it's maybe a lot to process because I know that the Holy Spirit is maybe busy with you. Taking you back to situations in your life where there may have been disappointment. So I don't want to leave you there because we said we want to deal with it and move on so that we can run as a family towards that which the Father has for us as a church, as a body in this season. So there's four things that I want to share with you. How do we deal with disappointment then? What do we do with it? Because I have it now, so what do I do now? I want to tell you the first thing is grieve and deal with it. Don't leave it. And if you have to go back to a situation, grieve. Feel the loss. Feel the hurt. Things have not gone the way you wanted. Your hopes and your expectations have been defeated. You need to spend some time quiet being sad, mourning that, that which you have lost and the way you thought things would be. Psalm 34, 18 gives us the most beautiful promise that says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. So even in that mourning, in that grieving, he's with you. He's there. He doesn't leave you and say, okay, come here, and I'm disappointment, and then you're clear, then can you with me come He doesn't do that. He's with you, in it. Sometimes he even takes you back so that he can heal and so that you can deal, so that you can move on. Cry, exercise, read, do whatever it is that releases the sadness, the disappointment, the defeat. It's okay. There's nothing to be ashamed of. We saw in the beginning that we have all felt disappointment. There's not one of us that hasn't felt that. So it's okay to say, hey, Owens, I can't get a chance to do it. I can't get a chance to do it. Give me my chance. I'm going to get a chance to do it. And I'm going to get a chance Psalm 30 verse 5 says, Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. Come on. Disappointment is not meant to define you, my friend. 
It's not meant to hold you hostage or weigh you down in the mire of depression. Don't give it that power. The second thought that I want to share with you is believe and have faith in God's plan. And when I say that you have to believe, I mean that you have to believe that God has got this thing, this disappointment in his hands. He's looking out for you. And he's working out a plan that is bigger than you and you, that is bigger than you, and you are going to be better off for it in the end. You have to believe it. We need to hold on to the truth of God's character, and this is very important, because we, because we lose sight of who He is. Hold on to the truth of who God says He is. It's important to keep ourselves immersed in His Word. Reading about the character of God. And to trust in His promises. Ek sê altyd, as ek met vrouwens praat en alles op my plek wil en die glo en nie, en ja, maar dis moeilik en hierdie goed het gebeur en hierdie goed, dan sê ek, al moet jy jou jylle huis vol stiekets plak, vol Godse beloftes vir jou, dan doen jy dit. Maar jy moet doen wat nodig is, so dat jy God op sy karakter kan vat, God op sy woord kan vat, wie jy sê hy is. Doen wat nodig is, om in dit vast en gegronde te bly. Then the third point is, Pray, listen, and wait. I have two verses that says it all. It's Psalm 52, 22 that says, So here's what I've learned through it all. Leave all your cares and anxiety at the feet of the Lord. And measureless grace will strengthen you. Psalm 27 verse 14 says, Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous. And never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting, for he will never disappoint you. That's a promise. It's not a maybe, when, as jy dit nie. It's a promise. And then lastly, in times of disappointment, search for the good and be thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, give thanks in all circumstances. Nie wees dankbaar wanneer het met jou goed gaan nie. Wees dankbaar wanneer jy die lekker werk promotie gekry het nie. Wees dankbaar wanneer het slecht gaan. <laughs> This is a miserable time to try to be thankful. I don't know about you, but all I want to do is then wallow in self-pity of my dreams being lost. But this is the time when it's hardest and most important to find the good, to grab onto it with both hands, and to celebrate the good. You need to do it. Psalm 118.24 says, This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I get a ma, but, kijk, as I can hard, I can think of my tani van war room, what's a verklarings doen, en sy het um, een woonstalletje door by ons huis, en hy is glad nie, groot nie, uh, maar vir haar is dit perfect, en sy stap die woonstalletje van haar 
as sy in die ochend opstaan en sy voel die lek en die dan stap en sy sê, the joy of the Lord is my strength, the joy of the Lord is my strength, the joy, en sy sê dit oor en oor tot sy dit geloof. En ek en jy moet hierdie psalm 118, this is the day that the Lord has made, I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Al voel ek, al sê jy dit in trane, al sê jy dit in so ugly kraai feis, this is the day that the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Maar doen wat nodig is. And then ultimately we have to learn what the writer of the 73rd Psalm learned. When he contemplated the injustice all around him, the success of the wicked and the troubles of the righteous, he lost his perspective. But when he went into God's house and thought on God's ways, he adjusted his focus. David realized that no matter how successful the wicked seemed to be on earth, their destiny was eternal separation from God. And in contrast, he knew God. And God knew him. Psalm 73, 23 to 26 says, Yet in spite of all this, I still belong to you. You hold me by my right hand. You lead me in your secret wisdom. And following you brings me into your brightness and glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? You are all I want. No one on earth means as much to me as you. Lord, so many times I fail, I fall into disgrace. But when I trust in you, I have a strong and glorious presence protecting and anointing me. Forever, you are all I need. David had learned that when we have nothing left but God, we realize he is enough. Your questions may not all be answered. Your circumstances may not have improved. The person you set your heart on may, love, may not live up to your expectations. But God is the strength of your heart and your portion forever. The prophet Habakkuk learned this same lesson. After God revealed to him that Babylon would conquer and destroy his country, Habakkuk came to the conclusion that no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the disappointments, he would find his joy in God. His words could and should be ours. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. So I want to conclude with the following. Always know that when you experience disappointment, number one, God comforts his people. You can go read, read Isaiah 43 verse 1 to 2. God is in control. Romans 8:28. we know, all know that scripture. Number three, God sometimes uses our disappointments to turn our hearts toward him. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 8 to 9. Number four, God sometimes uses our disappointments as a witness of his sufficiency when we trust him in our times of need. And lastly, Jesus is our strength and our refuge in the good times and the bad. 
No one is more powerful than him. And no one loves us more than he does. And finally, I want to encourage you with the words of Apostle Paul and Colossians 3 verse 15 that says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your heart and be thankful. I want to pray for those of you who have been disappointed somewhere. It may be way back or it might be recently. It doesn't matter. It might be a big disappointment. It might be a small disappointment. No one has to know it's between you and God this morning. We've all clearly seen what disappointment does in our lives. And it's time to deal with it so that we can run towards what he has for us. I believe that there's really a special anointing this morning to break specifically chains of disappointment. So you can close your eyes and if you have the courage, I would like you to please stand with me. If you say that's me, I have some disappointment in my life or I had disappointment in my life or I'm moving through something, then I want to pray with you this morning. So if that's you, please stand with me. Thank you, Lord, that you have been so faithful this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that that you have come and that you've showed us areas in our life where where disappointment has maybe come in and and left bitterness, resentment, hurt, pain. And Lord, when you you shared this word with me, I, I just knew, Lord, that you wanted to break loose these chains of disappointment so that we can run towards what you have for us. And without knowing, Lord, disappointment keeps us in the past. And that's where some of us are maybe still lingering without even realizing, without even knowing, but our hearts are still there. Our hearts are still struggling to come to terms with what happened. Our hearts are still struggling to to really believe that, that you were in control in that situation. Because I just feel that a lot of us is asking, Lord, where were you in that situation? Lord, why did I miss you in that situation? So I just want to come and pray for each one that is standing today. Lord, you know exactly the disappointment in their hearts. You know exactly what happened in that moment. And maybe they have shut you out of that part of their lives. But we come, Lord, this morning and we come and surrender fully. Fully, not parts everything into your will into your hands and we declare that you are still God and that you still reign it's been a heart's cry these past months Lord that you're still God and that you still reign you're still God and you still reign you're still God and you still reign it doesn't matter what disappointment I have felt but thank you Lord that you take them into that now into that situation and that you free them of that in Jesus' name. 
I demand the shackles of disappointment to fall down, to break in the name of Jesus. Our mighty Savior that bore all these disappointments on the cross. It has been dealt with. And Lord, thank you that we can leave it today at the cross where it belongs. We turn away, Lord, and we stretch out to that which you have for us. No more disappointment. Nothing will hold us back anymore. Satan, you have been defeated. You have been exposed. Your lies have been exposed. And disappointment will not be part of our DNA anymore. It will not keep us in the past anymore. Dankie Heere vir generatie wat bezig is om op te staan. Vir generatie wat bezig is om los te maak wat dit wat in die verlede was. Heere ons kom, ons kom soos een weermacht. Ons kom tree aan vandag Heere. Sonder kettings wat ons gebonde hou Heere. Sonder enig iets wat ons in die verlede hou. En ons kom sê Heere ons hart loop met alles in ons nou voor en toe. Dit wat in die verlede is, is nou in die verlede. Al die emotionele pijn waar het met gepaard gegaan het. En ek spreek selfs lichame aan, wat in die, wat, wat siek geword het as gevolg van teleerstelling. Wees genees in die naam van Jesus. Voel hoe die levende kracht van die heilige God, heilige gees, oor jou nou spoel. Van kop tot oone. Thank you for freeing us, Lord. Thank you for freeing us. 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 Thank you for getting rid of all the clutter, Lord. And thank you that we can have clarity. Sommige van jullie voel dat er een mistigheid rondom jou was. Een bevolktheid en een gebrek aan beter woorde. Soos jy, ek beleef, soos jy nou gedeel het met hierdie, die leerstelling daarop vir jou clarity sal wees. That there will be enlightenment. And that there will be life in abundance. Thank you Jesus for your perfect work. In Jesus name. Amen and amen. Baie dankie jylle kan sit. Ek Ek wil net nie die kans laat voorbij gaan en nie die worship atmosfeer en nie die aanbiddings atmosfeer wil ek nie die kans laat voorbij gaan. As daar iemand is wat voel ek het nodig om weer terug te kom by die vaderse hart of ek het nog nooit die kese gemaakt. Ek het nog nooit gesê vader my hart behoort aan u my leven behoort aan u en met toe ook, wil hy ons allemaal sy oom met toe is, want ek weet, hier is een groot oomlik, en hy voel so hof op die spa dolk, en jou hart klop dolk verskrikkelijk vinnig. So met allemaal sy oom toe, wil ek vroos, as dit ook jy is, jy sê dit ook vir oogend net, kom besoek het, jy is dit ook net, of jy sê dit ook al jare, dit is ook ek. Jy is net, jy het vir oogend die begeerd, om te sê, jyre, hier is ek weer met alles in my, hier is my jylle leven, sit jy is, wil jy nie net jou hand vir my opsit nie, dat ons som met jou kan bid nie, dat ons jou net kan 
kan verwelkom weer in die huis van die Heere. There is no shame. Net een vinnige hand opsteek, net een vinnige aanleiding dit. Dis ek en ek is hier en bid saam met my. Ek prijs God vir die gemeente wat die Heere dek. Dank Heere. Heere, soos die gemeente nou uitgaan, kom ek en ek sien hulle Heere. Heere, sal vir jou goed wees. Sy aangezicht sal op jou sky. Jy sal weet, jy is geliefd. Jy sal weet, hy is vir jou. En hy sal jou baie vir jou gelijk maak. Ek sien jou met dit in Jesus naam. Amen.